Hello? Hi, Calder. Do you like scary movies? Yeah. What are you doing right now? Getting ready to record a podcast? What's your podcast about? It's kind of a, a, a niche game uh, called Heroclix. What's your favorite Heroclix figure, Calder? Captain America. <laughs> oh, hello. Hmm. Uh, hello. Hi, uh, Mr. Calder. Um, uh, this actually, is. Never mind. This is Brent from the Raccoon City Police Station. Uh, we traced that call that you got earlier. It says it's coming from inside your house. Oh, okay. Jesus, goodness gracious. Yeah, hello. Hello, Calder. This is WizKids. I just called to let you know, uh, we're bringing Felix Faust out of retirement. Ah! <sighs> that was a terrible... That was a terrible dream. <sighs> Anyways. <clears throat> Hello and welcome back to Dial H for HeroClicks. This is episode 281. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and seal products. Make sure to check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Uh, joining me as our fourth mystery caller in the studio today is my co-host, Simeon Bruce. Mystery caller? What? Did you get some phone calls? Oh, that, no, it was just... Yeah, it was nothing. Never mind. I definitely I definitely don't prank call you three times a day. That's not me. Absolutely not. You're not humongous? Nope. No? Okay. I'm not Joe, either. Wh- who's Joe? Joe Mama! <laughs> ha! Jeez. Got him! I mean, I knew um, that's what was going to happen, but I still wanted to just <laughs> present the opportunity. All right, I uh, legitimately didn't know if you were in the know or not. Right, no, I know. I know. Uh, sadly, yeah, I know. Anyways, uh, this is a Heroclix podcast. Uh, if you haven't guessed, it is, of course, really close to spooky season, spooky time. And, uh, yeah, I normally like to start the show with what made us happy this week. Simeon, you got something that made you happy? What made me happy this week was uh, at a Halloween party. It's a little bit early for a Halloween party, but uh, pulled out like an old costume from about five or six years ago and threw that on and went and hung out with some people and listened to some spooky stuff on YouTube because that's, I mean, music's overrated. So we just did like top 10 (laughs) scary 
things on YouTube or something. Uh, I was so <laughs> my first guess is like, is this just like spooky, scary skeletons, like ten hour repeat or something going on? No, but that would have been that would have been extra spooky. So yeah, we should have done that. Uh, what was the costume? Did you bust out Count Shakula for like the third time <laughs> in a year or something? <laughs> no, I I do have that though. Uh, do somewhere. you really? I've got like yeah, uh, Count Funkula oh, is what it was that called. Is so it was great. like top half Elvis, but then a vampire cape and vampire teeth. That's awesome. Um, no, I I busted out my old Wasteland Waldo. So Wasteland Waldo. It's basically Waldo, except I sewed some leather patches and like some leather like arm guards onto it, and then it's all like torn up and stuff, and like I. I tore it up and burned it and uh, like stressed like the fabric and stuff and yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. Right on. This week I uh, we had a audition in a town not too far from where I'm at for a Christmas carol. It was super weird. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast or not. Uh, but anyway, either way, I auditioned for it and I ended up getting the role of Fred. The Nephew, and, like, Businessman 3 or something. So, pretty excited to be in another production. It's been a couple of years since I uh, did any stage stuff, so I'm really excited for that. As well as, uh, there was a local antique shop. It had buy five, get five free for comic books, and comic books there were, like, $2 for an issue, and it was a huge uh, just selection, and he, he had a lot of Captain America books and Avengers comics that I was... Uh, missing that I needed to just fill out a couple of collections there, so I ended up buying uh, too many, too too many comic books. Nice. Way, <laughs> way too many. Uh, I love going through like the the old bins or whatever. I like going into comic shops that have been around for a long time and going through like their back like buy lot or whatever and looking for like cool issues and stuff. I just love seeing what people have. Like, there's, like, some things out there you just had no idea existed, and you're like, wow, this is, cr- yeah. this is crazy. This is just awesome, you know? There's there's some really wacky stuff. Like, I 90% of the time, it's, like, covers for me. If I just see a really wild cover, I'll probably buy it, and the story's got, like, nothing to do with it at all. Like, So, yeah, no, but that, that is what made me happy this week. It was really awesome. Uh, moving right on into the news section... So, a couple of things. We got preview spoilers for the rest of the WWE set. We got preview spoilers for the Orville. We also have news for the Watchlist and Rocktober coming up. So, we are going to start with lamest first. So, let's go with the Orville, shall we? I'm really <laughs> sorry. Uh, Chris is probably listening to this, and he's like, oh, those, that son of a gun. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to start off with the Orville. Uh, Simeon, what's your first pick? From the Orville, I think if there if you have no interest in the Orville whatsoever, and you're just looking for like kind of like a power piece kind of thing, and I say power piece, but really it's just a lot of bang for your buck is Doctor Claire Finn. She's got planetary union and scientist keyword. She's number zero zero three in the Fast Force or starter set, I guess. Uh, she has a trait sick bay regular. At the beginning of the game, generate a Lieutenant Yaffet Bystander. Lieutenant Yaffet Bystander has 4 speed, 0 attack with poison. He's autonomous. 16 defense with super senses. 
and he's Indom, and then he's Tiny Size with Shape Change and zero damage. Of course, he's not he's not attacking. Um, he's got a special speed power that is sidestep, and adjacent friendly characters can use sidestep if they can't already. Um, going with uh, Doctor Claire Finn, she has she starts with a special damage power, and it is support. Period. Support as free, but modify attack minus two. So she basically gets a double shot at support each turn if she wants to. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a free support attack. If you know, if you do manage to hit with an eight, because she starts with uh, five speed, sidestep, ten attack, sixteen defense, blank, and one damage with that support power. So I think she's cheap enough where. Support, if you're going to play a support piece, she's not bad. But you really just want that autonomous Yoffit. He's got double rollouts and poison. So you can just stick him next to somebody, carry him up, stick him next to somebody, and try and poison him. He's a nice little tie-up piece. And giving giving anyone sidestep for 25 points is probably pretty good. I think a lot of people used to do that with Supreme Intelligence for 12 points. So Right. Yeah. No, I like him. I like the uh, the jelly wants with the jelly wants. All of the. Uh, oh yeah, the flavor text. Yeah, I don't know anything about the show. I haven't seen any of it, but uh, so, from what I can tell, the flavor text is pretty funny on this. So, uh, sick bay regular uh, Lieutenant Yoffit is just like a gelatinous, like a conscious gelatinous blob. I don't know what his race is, but okay. he is enamored with Dr. Claire Finn. Mm. So he's he like brings her flowers and tries to like sing her a song with like a guitar in one episode and some other stuff. Um, so yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a nice little bonus that you get because he comes with like the doctor that he, he seeks out in the show. Cool. Um, and his flavor text on his super senses is not your typical norm which he's voiced by Norm MacDonald, so... Oh. Maybe their race yeah. is the Norm, and he's not your typical Norm. That could be, uh, too. Maybe? <laughs> watch I don't me, Watch me be right. Never seen the entire show and just be correct. But all right, no, cool. I really do. I really like that Pog, and I think she's a really solid character. My pick. I like the soldier keyword. I really, really like the soldier keyword, so this seems like the easiest one to choose is Lieutenant Gordon Malloy. Malloy, however you say it. He's 006 in the set. He's Planetary Union and Soldier. I think they all have Planetary Union and then one generic keyword, I want to say, for like all of them. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. Uh, he only has one special power, and it's a special defense power. He has five range, no special combat symbols. He's 40 points. He's running shot, eight movement, 10 attack, no attack power, 17 defense, special defense power, and then two damage probability control top dial. Rolls on to some stealth and willpower and some shape change. Uh, later dial. I like that his willpower is, hey, would anyone mind if I got a cat? You know, I personally wouldn't want a bunch of animals aboard my spaceship. That hair everywhere. You're, what are you just going to throw it in space? Like, it's kind of it's kind of nasty, to be honest with you. So, shoot uh, it into the sun. Shoot it in the sun. Uh, his special defense power, which he has for the first three clicks of his life, is ESD, unique modifier. Friendly characters that are adjacent or have the planetary union uh, keyword modify defense value plus one. So I think this is really awesome. So let's say you have somebody else who has defend, and then you have this guy, so they can like share an 18 plus, get this dude's plus one defense if they're adjacent, which is really cool. And for this Planetary Union whole team, the whole Orville starter comes out to exactly 400 points. 
And obviously you can drop any like 250 point characters, 75, whatever, you know, math to make it a 300 point team. And he just statically gives everyone a plus one defense. It's a lot of 17s. I want to say everybody starts the 17 in this. Uh, Claire has 16. Uh, Mercer oh. has 18. Ed defend. Mercer, there he is. That's who you pair him yep. with. 18 defend. Ed Mercer. That's the old. That's uh, Brian himself, right? That's that guy. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Seth McFarland. Seth McFarland. That's his name. Too many McFarlands in the world, by the way. Way too many. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. No. Uh, Lieutenant Gordon. I'm really trying to figure out more to say, but he has a very basic thing. He's got prob, so he he ups your defense. He himself. Has a uh, so he, that are adjacent? Is it other friendly characters? No, it's friendly characters that are adjacent. So he also just has a static plus one defense always when yeah. he has that one too. So that's pretty cool. So he's a twenty from range, with a yeah twenty from range, eighteen otherwise. And yeah, yeah, he's solid. I think he's really solid for forty points. You know, running shot prob. He's he only has two damage, which is the really rough part about him being a, a secondary ish attacker. He's like super like fourth string attacker, having only two damage, which really sucks. Uh, but that's the Orville for you, ladies and gents. Hope you hope you stick around. It also does, since it is a starter set, it does come with a map. We don't have pictures of the map. Uh, from what we can tell, it, I don't know if it's supposed to be double-sided or not. It's the Orville Bridge Indoor is from what we can see. And it comes the normal. Is, yeah. Yeah, it's cool because we never got the Star Trek like bridge. So, I mean, at least we get a spaceship bridge. Oh. Yeah, it is a one-sided map, because this is one-color map. Normally, they'll say two-color maps. It's double-sided. So that is the Orville, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on, we're going to go ahead and talk about the watch list. This should be relatively short, since we just have figures that are just on it. There are no changes made yet, and no changes might be made at all. Being on the watch list does not guarantee a change, like we've seen with a couple of figures or game elements in the past. And these are just things that might just need a wording tuned up. Simeon, do you want to say... Who is on the watch list? Yeah, so we've got Vulture from uh, Earth X, I believe. We've got the rare Proteus from uh, X Men animated series. I'm not. I'm still not sure what that set's going by. I think it's XDPS is what Realms has it as. I think yeah, that's what <laughs> I think that's what Realms put I it down as. I would call it the Phoenix Saga, like the Phoenix Saga. Yeah. Phoenix Saga. Is that it? No, there's one more, isn't there? No, there's there's two more. Um, okay. I'm not sure what they are right now. Ha ha ha. You said Vulture and Proteus? We're so prepared. We're killing it. Vulture, Proteus. Um, yeah, what? Oh, Trader and Gardener were the yeah, other two. Yeah, that's right. Trader and Gardener. So, so Trader and Gardener, um, there's a lot of top eight teams at Worlds with those this year. Clearly, Proteus wasn't in the top eight or even legal for Worlds, so he didn't get any play. And then Vulture was on a team that won at Nationals, the other half of that team being Hawkeye, which rotated, so they didn't need to watch list him. Um, so I think that's they're going off of... For three of them, they're going off of results. Yeah. And then Proteus, I think they're just going off of the fact that there's been a lot of buzz in the community about it. Could you offer... Just choose one figure... And what would your fix for that figure be? Or do you think any of these figures even need to be fixed? Um, I want to say that... Honestly, like, I don't I don't think any of them need to be fixed except Proteus. Just because he can shut down a whole game. Just because of like how cheap he is. 
But if you were going to do a, a fix for one of them, all you have to do is change the wording for Vulture when it says, like, uh, when he KOs a character, he may use charge at no cost. If it says, you just change the wording to, if he KOs a character or characters in, like, an attack, he can use charge at no cost. That way he can't stack his charges, which is the big thing that he does with uh, the Auk arms. Of course, Vulture is... I don't think part of like the meta anymore. He would really suck to play against in a casual sense. Yeah. But um, no, I think the meta has shifted to a place where they don't need to worry about him as much. And honestly, Wendigo is probably way worse than Vulture now. Oh, for sure. No, I would agree with that. You know, it's kind of a bummer since I really didn't enjoy getting Trader Kobik the first time I played against it. And I know anyone that was playing like a full dial Unimind at the time and they had their first time playing against a Trader Kobik really didn't enjoy it. And I think a lot of people would say that Kobik isn't the problem. Like the powers she does aren't that crazy. And most people do uh, come to the realization that Trader is the bigger problem in that lineup and also just on other teams. So he does something that's cool. And it's just really, I don't know how to say it, weird to try to fix him without losing the essence of him right. being, you know, a traitor. You know, the whole swapping it back and forth like that. That makes sense. He takes yours and you take his. You do a trade. You know, it's a free action. If you make it a power action, he's just unplayable. I mean, right? Like, that's just... <laughs> he's not unplayable, but he becomes... I mean, it becomes a thing where, like, if you want to do the Kobic cube trick and you want to swap it back and forth, you either have to play two traders now or you have to, like, give up the fact that, uh, you know, like, every so often your opponent's going to, like, be able to clear their action tokens and you're going to have a turn where you're going to have to clear trader and you're not going to be able to do that. Um, yeah, I like doing the power action thing. It doesn't necessarily break him for okay, teams cool. outside of that because really it just it's just the interaction with the Kobic cube. It's the yeah. fact that Kobic is pretty decent at the 100 point line with like the cube and Trader like adds so much more to that. I don't think there's a ton of other teams that make him just like busted. But uh, it's it's like a fine line between keeping him playable where people might actually use him. And nerfing him on, like, the Kobic team. Okay. And then Gardner... Gardner's all about uh, that, like, free hindering that he can drop off. Yeah. There's a ring that lets you spit out a free hindering marker, and then he can attack through any hindering that he's made. So you just have to say that it's hindering made through, like, his trait. Like, the one trait where he gets to drop the hindering. But I think the other fix for Traitor, if you don't make it a power action you just say can't swap with or can't trade for like the same item that was traded last turn and that might fix it okay there you go so if you're swapping like remaker and the cosmic cube back and forth or you know reality gem and or you cosmic can make cube. it like make the trade a little more fair and be like he can only trade items out of the same point value yeah. You know, like he has to do a fair trade. It can still be a free action, but they both have to be worth 30 points. 
You know, mm-hmm. like like in the case of the Cosmic Cube or whatever, they have to be worth that much. Or if you just want to do rings, they both have to be five points, something like that. I think that would be, I think that'd be a pretty fair solution to be completely honest with you in that case. Yeah, and then Proteus is, it's just uh, for the points, it's too much blocking. Like that's just <laughs> that's a lot. You can play you can play five Proteuses and use your four actions, and those four actions create. 20 squares of blocking terrain if you want um there's a little more to it than that but that's basically what it is and even on even on the most open maps that's gonna completely you know shut down yeah your opponents uh unless it's like outdoors but and then if you combine him with the orange proteus so people can't break through the blocking because within three squares they can't use improved movement or targeting yeah it's even more gross. But I think the fix there is you just make it either like a unique thing. Um, like as far as unique, like once you, per action. Yeah. Some like once per turn for all characters of this trait. Like, that. yeah, something like that. Yeah. There you so go. then it's, I mean that basically like you could still play him. He's only 10 points, but you're not yeah. going to stack your team with five of them. Or more, or something or, really I mean, crazy. Yeah, you could just make him like give him a unique ring. I don't think they've ever done that before, but Ooh. yeah, make it a, like a unique power where if it's used go. once that turn, then it's you know it's done that turn or once per action. Um, yeah, that's a fairly simple fix without making it super convoluted. All right, right on. Well, I think that basically covers the watch list i kind of went in with no notes about this and i think we actually came up with some pretty good answers for how we would solve it now we don't know how they will solve it maybe in a week or two we'll have that on the show but until then we'll just go ahead and move on to the rock news these are gonna be maps available slash one map that was the vig map for this month that are going to be coming up at rocktober so i just have them all in front of me i'm just gonna go ahead and give them a really quick spiel because I think they're kind of funky, cool maps. The first one is the Sanctuary, which is kind of like a church-looking map with some pews. I'd really hate to be the people in the pews that are on the side can't see anything. Like this is like the worst, like worst spot in the world. Um, and it's really, it really is just like a church. Like it has a ton of walls. It's an indoor building. You both, both starting areas on the outside. I'm not going to go too in depth about it, but it a is ra- a rock map with a ton of walls. Yeah, believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> and it's really, it's just really weird. I don't know how else to place it, but it's like kind of a really weird map, how it kind of cuts off the the middle and everything. It's, it is certainly interesting. If you wanted to protect your Colossals from something like that, this is a great map for it because there's, once you're indoors, you know, there's not really a great position until you totally get out of doors to actually uh, see your opposing character's colossals on their side of the map. So it's it's there's some safe things there. If you want to check these out, these are all on HC Realms. Uh, so you can absolutely uh, check those out. I believe it's the first or second article covering the it's just Heroclix map reviews. So it's kind of cool. I just like the idea. So if you wanted to hold some kind of game for whatever reason, you want to have it have it to be a church, like you want to do a Kingsman thing. I don't know. It's like the most obviously ultra-violent thing I could possibly think of, uh, which is also terrible. So uh, Preacher, there's like a great scene. I haven't watched that far in the show, but I know in like the comic, um, there's like a big scene in the church. So 
and also this would be great for the the halo guy that's like a, a reverend or something i also wouldn't mind like oh the prophet of a, regret yeah prophet something regret. like that or like a nightcrawler team where he's actually like using it as a sanctuary for mutants like there's all sorts of fun things and i just like fun maps that you can build scenarios around so something like yeah. that daredevil hangs out in churches yeah too. also daredevil that guy what a what a good what a good Catholic that Daredevil. Next up, uh, this is a team champion map. It was made by Adam Freeman, Paris Gordon, and Matthew Esbrook, and it is really cool. It's the political rally. Uh, I don't know what they used to draw inspiration from it. I really do like that on the jumbo tr- screen of jumbotron. It's all three of them. It's their faces on it, which is really cool. And the floor of this political rally has all these little, you know, just disposable chairs, folding chairs and whatever set up. And it's an American flag and it's got those little American flag banners. And then it's like Juggernaut ran through it or something. Just someone, someone like stomped through it and left. (laughs) And it looks really cool. I don't know what the inspiration for that is from or whatever, uh, but it looks awesome. It's really cool. I really enjoy it. It also has like a little announcer's booth, which is really neat. This is also... An indoor map, which, you know, there is some clear lines of fire straight through uh, for the doors and everything. But besides that, also a fairly fairly safe map to throw people to the side. So I, th- I just think it looks really cool. I like a map of the big American flag, so I probably will try to get it when I'm at Rocktober. And then the last one is last year's champion for Rocktober was Mr. Daniel Powell of the of Clicks Off fame. And he made Mr. Chomps Swamp. I have no idea what this is a reference to. I don't know if Mr. Oh, Chomps... you don't know what Mr. Chomps is? Yeah, I have no idea what this is, to be honest with you. Oh, so Mr. Chomps is like... Um, I think it's been a while since they've done it. But when they have guests on, they usually give them like a ultimatum question where they'd be like, would you rather have like your best, like your favorite figure ever, like you'd never get to play it again? Or wrestle Mr. Chomps. And Mr. Chomps is like their pet alligator or something. I don't oh, know. They have a pet uh, alligator or something? Oh, that's interesting. I don't, I don't think it's an actual alligator. Um, <laughs> I just think it's like a, maybe a stuffed animal or something. But oh, okay. The, the question is based on, you know, an actual alligator. So would you rather sure. wrestle an actual alligator? So like, Calder, would you rather wrestle an actual alligator or never get a play captain america again Basically like earth x captain america or something ever again. any captain america yeah uh, dude, if it was any captain america i'd have to take my chances with the alligator to be completely <laughs> honest with you uh like that's 90 percent of the reason i enjoy playing this game is playing captain america so i'd be like yeah we're wrestling an alligator yeah what's, so what's your mr chomps simeon which what's your favorite figure oh man they'd have to be like would you rather play only 300 modern for the rest of your hero clicks career or wrestle mr chomps and I'd be like, bring it on, Mr. Gator. Go. Like, take my arm. So <laughs> that rather... answered another question I had, which was like the wrestling ring, the boxing ring that they have. Like in the okay, so you're wrestling Mr. Chomps there. It's yep. a really cool map. I like the water splattered everywhere. I like the dirty, like Mr. Chomp Swamp, like little shack, swamp shack in the bayou here. It's really cool. I really dig it. Um I don't know if I'm gonna be getting one to keep personally but that's just me but i really like the aesthetic of it i think uh that and the daniel farm i think daniel's made some really cool math i don't know if he just gives a idea or if he actually does like totally builds these i don't actually know how much input each winner has uh but so far i really like the aesthetic of these maps i will say one thing i love this team map no offense uh to mr crampton and also i guess mr Esbrook and a few other uh, members of four points gaming um, but man, that that map, which is like the Willy Wonka world, is really hot. It's so much pink. Like I don't think there's there's any map in the game like that's got that much like pink on it. And it, I, I get diabetes just looking at that uh, <laughs> that candy map. 
Uh, but these are the rock maps. If you're going to Rocktober, I'll be there. I'll be doing my ma- uh, my best. My best is probably still not great. And then the last one is this really cool octagon map. It's it's really dope. So it is a really weird way, in my opinion, of doing the game mode. The game mode everybody loves. Battle Royales. I shouldn't say everybody yeah. loves, but game modes that are awesome. Battle Royales. And so it's, it's purple. It's strange. Yeah, it's purple starters are different. Instead of being in each corner, they're on each side of the map. And then it also, I don't know, does it also have a version of it? I think they're just showing a not a clear version of it and then a dirty version of it. Dirty being the numbers for skirmish. Yeah. So there's also a version of it that has the skirmish numbers, which I believe is the only way to get a skirmish map right now, since WizKids doesn't have those other skirmish, because it's not an official game mode yet, so we really don't know. So I think this is the only way to get a skirmish map, I want to say. And if this is going to be at the BR tables, they were actually giving away Battle Royale maps last year uh, a little ways through. So I might, like, you know, start doing some Battle Royales. Because I think the Octeon is cool, like, uh, you know, UFC wrestling or whatever. Wrestling, fighting. It's just strange to me that, like, in if this was, like, a UFC octagon, which I, I don't think it can be, because in UFC it's, like, one versus one. So it would never be a oh, battle yeah. royale no. style thing. Um, I mean, clearly it's just like an aesthetic thing, but that is like strange to me. Where I'm like, it's it's one versus one, but I mean, it'd be one team versus one team either way. Right. Um, no, I I'm not super excited to get a skirmish map, but it is a really cool map. I really like the octagon thing, and I could put. Macho Man in there with Spider-Man and then, oh, what is it? It's Bonesaw McGraw. Got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. That's a nice singlet. Did your husband buy it for you? I just, oh, Sam Raimi, how'd he get away with this? I I love, dude, I freaking love those Spider-Man movies so much. I'm blinded by nostalgia. Pizza time. Uh, With that, with the final word on the amazing Octagon map, Seamless transition into the spoilers for the rest of the WWE Hero Clicks. Alright, before we totally jump into the WWE Hero Clicks, I do want to say this, because this was like, felt like it came out of nowhere, uh, but Trish Stratus posted on Twitter, um, and on Facebook, I believe, on her own website, str- little, str- little Stratisfaction going on, of her of her WWE Hero Clicks figure, like, she she's like, yes, I get a, I gotta be relevant for a little bit, I shouldn't say that and offend some people that really like Trish Stratus, but um, but I'm I thought it was... Thought thought it was. Do you actually like uh, Trish Stratus? I mean, back in the day, like back, back in the the, okay. the late nineties and She's stuff. She's before I like was really into wrestling, so I don't. I really don't know. But yeah, she's. I mean, so like divas have gone to like the point where now, if you watch diva wrestling now, like women's wrestling, they are way more. Uh, like I want to say like athletic and willing to do like moves and stuff that like the men like will do. Yeah. Where back in the day it was like a lot of like slaps and a lot of like technical wrestling, mm. and okay. so like that's what Trish Stratus's like style was. It'd be like I hit you 
like three times and then I pinned you and like I mean that's how like the matches went but she could cut good promos and there were some good storylines yeah well she's always left me stratified (laughs) 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 anyways it was worth it was worth a shot uh just to shouting shouting it out because it was it was the one preview we got before we got the rest of these and I thought oh that's our WWE for the week that's really neat and no then we totally got the rest spoiled which is really cool uh, the yeah. rest of the WWE Heroes were spoiled on Thunder Bay Heroclix page, uh, up in the up in the our neighbors to the north there. So thank you guys so much uh, for that. But I I really just every time I look at this Trish Stratus thing, I'm just like, huh, it's really funny. Is she actually like I just I I I really don't see stuttering my way through this conversation. I don't see them selling Heroclix at like the WWE pop up shops that are at like WWE events and stuff. I really just don't see that. That maybe on the website. And I really don't even see a lot of superstars knowing or caring about this that much. Like, because most superstars don't even care about their action figures, which are, like, so much easier to, like, get into, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, just to, like, own a copy of your action figure or whatever. I think, like, if I'm Braun Strowman or something, I'm so much more excited for, like, a, what, like an 8-inch figure yeah. that's, like, got articulating points and stuff of me. And it's, like, got, like, a belt in there and, like, a chair or whatever than I am for, like, a game I've never heard of. But it is, exactly. yeah, it's really cool that um, they the did, like, enthu- a whole, the like, article and stuff. That, yeah. that she seemed to have was really cool, and that was honestly really awesome. And it was, it was honest, it was kind of refreshing, to be honest with you. I really enjoyed that. So yeah. we're going to go ahead. We're going to talk about two figures each. Uh, Simeon, you want to go ahead and start us off on uh, some wrestling? I'm going to start off with number 010 in the Rock and Sock Connection starter set. The Rock. Signature move. Oh, what's that? They got it right this time. It's the rock bottom. Close. If the rock has one action token, make a close attack modified damage plus two. If the target has no action tokens or plus one, if they have one action tokens, that means you get a plus zero. If they have two action tokens, if he hits a hit target modifies defense minus one this turn. So, Let's go into it. That's his first trait. That's his signature move. That's my most excited that I'm going to get about it. Uh, he's got Corporation, Rock and Sock Connection, WWE, and Celebrity Keywords. He comes in at 75 points. He's got 8 speed for his first 3 clicks, 7 speed for his last 4 clicks. He is 7 clicks long. Um, first 2 clicks, he's got Charge with an 11 attack on his first click and then a 10 attack for the rest of his dial. He gets, for his last three clicks, he gets some slam. This is the Rock's show, is the name of his slam. Um, toughness, his whole dial, starts with an 18 on click one. The rest of his dial is a 17. Respectable. Not what I want, but it's respectable. Um, his first three clicks is three damage with a special damage power. And then his last four clicks are two damage. And then his... His last three clicks of his two damage, he's got Close Combat Expert, which is the patented foot stomp. Uh, So his special damage power is, it doesn't matter what you think. When an opposing character would use Outwit, Perplex, or Probability Controlled to target the rock or an adjacent friendly character, roll a d6 on a 4 through 6, that's uh, 50-50. Instead, that opposing character can't use that power this turn. So we've seen these powers before. I think um, Sherlock Holmes' data has the same power, or a very similar power. Is it to this extent, though? 
Uh, no. Like, instead of can't use it to be targeted by them, they like, just can't use it this turn. Like, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, it's like, in, I think it normally says instead that character can't use that power or can't, you know. Yeah. yeah so they can't use outwit. But, yeah. So if you try and outwit the rock or you try and perplex him down or you try and perplex, I, I just said, if you try and prob his attack or something like that, and then he rolls, he's got a 50 50 chance. So, that's all his dial is. It's pretty... I mean, it's 75 points. It's decent dial. Um, I could see myself playing him casually and not feeling bad about it at all. Uh, with his special... His trait, he can potentially do 5 damage top dial, and then it, the target modifies defense minus 1. So, we'll go into the flavor text, though. His charge is, It doesn't matter what your name is. Which is one of my favorite of all time. Like, I think it was Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's in the ring, and The Rock comes out, and he's like, what's your name? And Chris Jericho's like, my, my, my name? And he's like, what's your name? Chris Jericho, my name's Chris... And The Rock cuts him off and says, it doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> and that's always one of my favorites. Uh, your brush with greatness is over, is a sidestep. And then this is the rock show. That's the slam. The people's kip up is his toughness. That's his, uh, you know, you'd knock him down and then he'd do that like weird half front flip thing where oh, like you're jumped, on your yeah, back. Totally. Get yeah. Back one feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's his toughness. And then the patented foot stomp is the close combat expert. So I can he's like got almost in Dom. I don't think there's any WWE figure without in Dom. I, I don't think so either. I think that's actually so. the only set symbol they have uh, for defense is just Indom. I want to say they all have one speed attack and damage and defense symbol, and defense is just Indom, to be real with you. I want to say that's what it is. Well, it's fair because they have more willpower than 90% of Green Lanterns. So. Oh, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> uh, I think what, what's cool about this rock is he only has one WWE exclusive power slam later in his dial. I think that's actually really interesting. Yep. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a fairly good intro to to like the WWE stuff. So I'm glad this is part of the starter stuff. Absolutely, my pick is one zero six. Shawn Michaels, also part of the Rock and Sock starter set. He has Degeneration X, New World Order, and WWE keywords. So no uh, no keywords used outside of WWE. So it's going to be a little tough. Unless, unless you're rocking some uh, some of those great figures, President Card and uh, others, to make a theme team with a little Shawnee here. Silver Sable, Silver Eternity. Sable, yeah. Oh, do, do you like my Degeneration X team? My Shawn Michaels, Silver Sable, Eternity, uh, Wolverine, X, or all new Wolverine, <laughs> President Card, and uh, yeah, and Taskmaster. Yeah, it's great. It's a great team. I'm sure do love Generation X. <laughs> uh, he has two traits. First one is signature move, Sweet Chin Music, close. And then it gives him, ignores characters for movement. If Shawn Michaels has one action token, move him up to half his speed value. Then make a close attack, modifying attack and damage value plus one for each tuning up the band token. After resolutions, remove those tokens. How does he get those tuning up the band tokens, you may ask? Well, here it is. His second trait, turning up the band. At the, at the end of your turn, if Shawn Michaels was not given a costed action this turn, give him a tuning up the band token when Shawn Michaels is damaged by an attack, remove all to all of his tuning up the band token. So if he just sits there, does nothing, no actions at all, no costed actions. So if you carry him or whatever, and he just chills, 
Boom. Tuning at the band token. All right. There's plus one damage. Plus one attack. You keep going that. That can stack to a plus three. Then it's like, all right, here's the sweet chin music. He's going to come out. He's going to hit you for five damage. 14 attack. Top dial. And just boom. Really lay it on you, which is awesome. I really felt like... Whoever designs this figure is just a huge Shawn Michaels fan because he gets like one of the greatest sculpts with the double like pyrotechnics, the double like you know bicep flex, and he gets these just crazy stat modifiers, which is amazing. Uh, I've got the moves that really move him. He's got nimble and sidestep, so he can move. I got uh, the moves that really move, move him. him. So he uh, it's he a can. Sexy boy. I want I want a, I want another Shawn Michaels in a future set, which is like old Shawn Michaels, like wearing like the NXT ball cap or like the really weird like Toby Keith beer drinking like cowboy hat. It's like all oh, yeah. up and stuff, <laughs> and he's just like yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, so uh, HBK with like uh, the Elvis like super shiny white Ooh, yeah, glitter yeah. outfit. Oh, that'd be so dope. And this is all basically based around um, WrestleMania, right? He's got the Mr. WrestleMania, the headliner, and all this stuff. He starts off uh, 17 defense is his highest defense value. He has, he does also have perplex top dial. So if you wanted to not maybe wait another turn to get that sweet, sweet uh, plus one to each stat, and you'd be like, okay, I'm comfortable with a 13 attack and four damage. I'll just perplex my damage up to a five because 13 will be enough. We can just get this you know show rolling or he can also just perplex his defense defensively he does have seven clicks of life he moves on to some uh flying leap and lightning speed down in his dial he has a little bit of slam and showstopper on the last three clicks of his life last four clicks he has super senses last three clicks he has empower he's 75 points i think the Shawn michaels is awesome i love if you can keep him safe and he doesn't get hit by an attack he can still keep making attacks and you can keep um you know building those tokens as long as he doesn't give actions but you just got to keep him safe you don't want him getting you know plinked right away and be like man i, I waited two turns you know i was tuning up the band and you just yeah. you just untuned me man that's not cool so <laughs> well, you just so threw like, off my groove let's do like some quick math here um let's see nimble plus sidestep means three squares of free movement plus the wwe team ability means he can move out of the starting area 10 squares so he can get 13 squares out of the starting area, like turn one without an action. Um, he's got perplex, so he can be, what would that be? A 20 from for close, and you can't shoot at him when he's on his top click because of the WWE team ability. And so you can move him like that whole range and then keep him fairly safe, I want to say. And you get the you get the tuning up the band token. And then turn two, to activate his uh, signature move, he has to have one action token. So you will have to go, like, forego a tuning up the band token in order to get an action token at some point. But, like, let's say, like, turn two, you give him an action to make an attack or something. And then turn three, you cash in your one. And let's say you perplex up your damage, so then you're a 12 for four still. That's pretty big. That's pretty good. No, absolutely. I think he's just stupid, stupid gnarly. I, I really can't wait to play some of these figures. I am way too excited. So that is that is Sean. That's a heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels. Yeah, and move him up to half his speed value, ignoring characters. He is he's right. crazy movement. I mean, with the sidestep nimble, move up half speed, and then plus oh, the normal. You he's know, so, full speed. Yeah, he's so he's fast. fast, dude. He's fast. 
Yeah, I think he might be like the fastest we've seen so far. Um, not quite as fast as uh, Ric Flair. No, Ooh. he's faster than Ric Flair. So we got two Ric Flairs. We got the one that I'm guessing comes in. I don't remember which starter. I'm pretty sure this is the Rock and Sock connection still that Ric Flair comes in. Um, but the one I care about is the normal set, the 004 Ric Flair. He's got Evolution, Heenan Family, and WWE keywords. So, again, no uh, no generic keyword on this one. He comes in at either 85 points or 45 points, which is a bargain because... At 45 points, he's got a special dirtiest player in the game. Exploit weakness and probability control is his damage power. Uh, he's got two traits. He's got the signature move, figure four leg lock. If Ric Flair has one action token, make a close attack modifying damage plus one for each injured leg token on his target. If he hits, both he and his target gain immobile until your next turn, which is very similar to like the submission hold where um, submission holds just a standard one damage, like poison, but it gives a mobile. And so his signature figure four is just like a, a more advanced submission hold power. And then his second trait, work the leg, walk it off. Once per turn, when Ric Flair damages an opposing character, give them an injured leg token. Doesn't matter if you target the leg, you can target the head, they get an injured leg token. That's right. Characters that modify speed minus one for each injured leg token they have, and defense minus one for each two injured leg tokens they have. When a character with an injured leg token is given a move action, after resolutions, remove one of their injured leg tokens. So, they have to be given a, like a capital move action, so it doesn't work with charge or hypersonic or running shot. They're going to have to, or sidestep even, they're going to have to be given an actual like power action just to move if they want to remove some of these tokens. Um, and if you can stack up to two, that's pretty good. If you can stack up like four, that means they've got a minus two defense and you've got a plus three damage when you hit them with the figure four. So Ric Flair top dial, he's got sidestep, nine movement, goes to an eight for clicks two and three and then a seven for four and five and then he's got a six speed that's blank for the other, the rest of his dial um he does get some slingshot which is the chop block rick flair really likes his chops i don't know if you knew that <laughs> apparently um what's his name uh bret hart told brick flair one time that he really needed to cut it out with the chops and because when they do that, it's like, you know, they're actually like slapping you with the back of their it's, hand. It kind of stings a little. Like, it's, oh, yeah. It's got to. Like, after when he hits you with like 10, 20 chops in a row. Woo, I mean, you, woo, you can woo. see him like, get yeah, red in ring oh, in yeah. real time. You can see him get so red, like... Those are like real welts. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Bret Hart told him to, like he needed to cut it out with the chops. And Ric Flair was like, well, it's one of my things. Like, it's what I do. And so Bret Hart was like, that's fine. You can keep doing it, but next time you do it, I'm going to punch you in the nose. And Ric Flair is like, are you joking? He said, no, I'm going to break your nose next time you do it. And so if you watch some old matches with them, uh, after that conversation, Ric Flair stopped chopping uh, Bret, Bret Hart. That's funny. That's awesome. So oh, wow. uh, he goes from an 11 attack top dial to a 10. There's one click, number click 
four, number four in the dial, he's got a nine. The rest of his dial is a ten until his last click he gets an eleven. Um, and he's got knife edge chops, which is stun for his first two clicks. And then the rest of his dial is submission hold, so which is basically poison. Poison makes yeah. him immobile. Um, he's got toughness for his first two clicks, flop onto the mat. If you've never watched a Ric Flair flop, if you don't care about anything so good. Oh. in wrestling, just type in Ric Flair flop, and it's it's pretty fun. I mean, you'll be completely confused, but it's just... Uh, the it's way like, he plays it up is just so great. You like you watch his hair like bounce every time he freaking... Oh, yeah, awesome. his little strut that he'll do before it, yeah. and then like, oh. yeah. Um, he goes from an 18 defense, his first two clicks, to a 17, and then a 16 for his last two clicks. And after his first two clicks, he's got super senses, which is poke to the eye. Ric Flair was always known for, like, skating by on uh, some cheap tricks and stuff. And then he's got that special exploit probability control that'll be on both his starting lines. But for the entirety of his top dial and then his first click of his bottom starting line, and then he goes to perplex for his last three clicks, and that... You want to read that flavor text? The old, the old perplex right there. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, there's something about it. Uh, it's it's great. It's great when you watch um those like live matches and, and everything, and the whole crowd just does it every time he he does like a chop or whatever. They start counting instead of like doing like the one, two, like when they really start going out, they just go woo woo. Everybody's doing it. It's awesome. Yeah. Crowd involvement is always so amazing with wrestling. Um, no, I absolutely love this Ric Flair. It it really makes me want to uh, like put him on a team of Tombstone. Uh, it's my leg break team, my sweep the leg team. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that would just be awesome. I think it'd be really funny. So yeah, no, Ric Flair is awesome. Styling, profiling. I gotta find him. Who's he gonna talk about? <laughs> Stone Cold. What? What? You said what? 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 Give me hell yeah! Austin right. 316 says. Austin 316. Something, something, something. He is WWE and celebrity. Old Stone Cold. This is also, this is the starter might be a little good. We're talking about like three or so figures from the Rock and Sock connection. It's, I would say, pretty darn good just by you know reading these few ones out. Hopefully everybody also kind of comes to that conclusion because I just think it's a really solid starter to buy. Even if you're not interested in WWE, picking up either one of the starters I think is a really solid choice. Well, and this one's the twenty dollar one, right? This is the twenty. This is the cheaper one, yeah. It doesn't so, have to be... yeah, you get six figures. I believe it's six figures. Um, you don't get the ring, but the figures are pretty solid. So yeah, you do get a map too, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you get a, you get like a. Uh, I believe this one's the gym, right? It's like a gym and then so. a double wrestling ring map. It's got two rings on it. Um, yeah, which is kind of neat for double wrestle day. Yeah, double wrestle day. Yeah. He has uh, one trait, signature move, crack open a six-pack of stunners. Close. If Stone Cold Steve Austin has one action token, make a close attack. Each time he hits, after... This is, like, the biggest thing, too. After the attack resolves, he may move up to two squares using improved movement in Norse characters and then make a close attack targeting a friendly a friendly or opposing character he hasn't attacked this turn. He may repeat this as long as able. So... Whenever he's going to close action, when he has one action token, he just starts, boom, 
boom, hit him, hell yeah, and he just goes, and he just starts, I just see this, like, you see, like, boom, kneeing people and stuff, it's awesome, just, it's, he just starts bouncing everywhere, all over the place, he's like, you, 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 yeah, it's, it's he's so, cleared out entire so rings, uh, alright, Calder, in your opinion, yeah. who sells the Stone Cold Stunner the best? The Stone Cold Stunner the best? Yeah. This one, for sure. No, like, who sells it? Like, The Rock? The Rock always was, like, oh. would do, like, a backflip almost. Um, Vince McMahon would Man, just, like, flop right. onto his back and, like, kind of, like, shake and, Sorry. like, glass-eyed at the Dude, like, ceiling. Dude, any time Vince McMahon gets hurt, it's pretty hilarious, to be completely honest with you. That, I, that think, might, I might have to go with, with I think Shane. I think Shane McMahon. Oh, Shane does a great job, too. Always oh, fun. He took a lot of stunners back in the day, and that was always those were always good, too. <laughs> Uh, and then what's the last one? So a little bit of a caveat here. He does only start with flurry. He also has outwit. He's like one of like two people besides John Cena. Yeah, has outwit in this set. Uh, so he has a eight movement flurry, eleven attack, nothing. Eighteen defense, toughness, three damage, outwit, top dial. So he has no moving attack. So when he does this close, he has no charge. So you kind of have to get him positioned right. His last four clicks, he has a special damage power which is power. Choose an adjacent opposing character. Make a number of close attacks. Maximum four. This one actually does have a maximum. No repeating. Uh, targeting the chosen character equal to the number of ropes adjacent to that character. So it's not a two plus ropes, just ropes. So for every piece of blocking or hindering terrain they're next to, he just makes a close attack against them. Now, you can only do it four times, but it's still pretty awesome. And on these clicks, uh, he does kind of float in combat values. For the first click, he has this on click number four. He has a 10 attack, three damage. The next two clicks, they're both 10 attacks. We only have two damage. And on his last click, he's really giving it his all. He has an 11 attack with three damage. And he also has Quake. Quake is a power in the set. Yep, he also has Quake on those clicks. So uh, you can just really boom, 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 beat up one guy on those last clicks. Or you can go ahead and Quake if you want to. He does get some sidestep in the middle of his dial on click three through five. And that is about all he has for move and attack. But if you get in position right and he can pop, pop off that crack open, a six-pack of stunners, uh, it's amazing. It's some great some great things will happen right there, ladies and gentlemen. Like Yeah, this is... Uh, so moving two squares, ignoring characters, is pretty solid. But the best part about this is that he can attack friendlies. So there's going to be like some like 4D chess plane where you're going to like position your own friendlies in the way so that you can set it up for him to get to like opposing characters. Yeah. Like there might be an opposing character eight squares away, but guess what? I can attack my friendly. I can move two, attack another friendly, move two, attack another friendly. And then like, oh, guess what? I got to your opposing character. And are you going to want to do like three damage? Maybe more if you perplex it up. Are you going to yeah. want to do that much damage to friendlies? No, probably not. But, I mean, you could put people out there that are like uh, like bystanders or suited henchmen or, you know, something like that. Where Characters it's not like, be... hey, if they die, they die, you know? It sucks, but yeah, it's for the greater good. Just to see him, like, slowly crawling across the map, taking out your own stuff be pretty good it's great i i seriously love this it's so awesome and of course we also got john cena another triple h all sorts of figures were previewed big show roman reigns and sasha banks the old banks statement oh we can't forget mankind uh or cactus jack dude love which is just amazing so so many they figures gives all three in one yeah. yeah it's it's really is three in one it's so awesome so 
the hype is is super real. I know you pre-ordered all of the set, and I know I pre-ordered a ton of it. I'm really excited. I oh, it's gonna be awesome. It's it's coming. All those people that have been dreading dreading WWE because we know we're gonna be saying a lot of dumb stuff in the venue with like just so many quotes and like dumb catchphrases and stuff. Oh uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna bring that full force. You have, they have no idea. They have no idea how annoying it's gonna be to play against me once WWE comes out. What's that website where you can hire celebrities? Oh, book cameo. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rent out uh, Jim Ross and have him come to my venue and announce for me. So, tangent. If you want to go to book cameo and you wanted uh, Scott Porter to make a little video, book cameo normally they do like little like two minute videos or something like that. So it only it costs like a mere like seventy. I want to say it's like sixty seventy dollars uh, for Scott Porter. Uh, to make a video for you. So, if you want a you want a little video like, hey, do well in the next HeroClix tournament, all you HeroClix players out there, and may all your roles be critical hits or like whatever. You want to do a little little Scott Porter spiel? Boom, right there. You you can hire, you can book book Scott Porter, and they'll see it in like a queue, and they don't you you don't actually pay them the money until they select it and they uh, make the video, I believe. So, just that one's that one's out there for you HeroClix players. Just saying. Uh, I'm also on book. No, I'm not. Seventy, seventy-eight dollars, <laughs> just eight more dollars in Scott Porter. Like you decide who's worth it. You tell me. I'll, I will, I won't judge you, but I will judge you. That is it for news, and that is it for WWE this week. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? I guess we know what The Rock was cooking. Congratulations to I believe Ethan Beck, uh, who figured out where that clip was from. It is from. Deadly Twister. Uh, I advise everybody to go look it up and check it out. If you have, maybe not everybody, uh, low tolerance to seeing people in like very real legitimate pain, maybe don't watch it. It can be a little tough to watch. Uh, but if you're like me and really find that kind of thing just hilarious, then by all means, go for it. There is also a language warning. So I know a lot of younger folks listen to the show. So maybe just uh, maybe not around little ears. Next up, uh, before we get into community, I do want to mention the Patreon giveaway this month. This month, we are going to be giving away a rare Phoenix. And I was like, what? You guys are giving away a rare is your main thing? Yes, but it is the Dark Phoenix, who is worth like 30, 40 bucks. And if you were the kind of person who wants to collect a bunch of these, <clears throat> I know a couple. Simeon has so graciously uh, offered to give up his Dark Phoenix and make that the raffle item for this month on Patreon. As always, if you join Patreon, you will get your own heroic rank, and we also have Dial H for Hero Click stickers and several other goodies up on there. So go ahead and che- check out the Patreon if you want to support the show. Anything helps. It's serious. Although for the second place prize in the Patreon giveaway, I'll also be giving away uh, Sauron, and then anyone who didn't make it through Genesis. I still have so many uh, Regenesis leftovers uh, from unboxing that whole case of Regenesis. I'm going to give away a full common set. I'm like, I only have two other rares. So instead of making it like a common set plus two random rares, I've decided to make it a full common set plus Sauron super rare. So that'll be the second place prize this month. So I, I encourage everybody to go ahead and jump on Patreon if they want to support the show, you know, support people that make awesome content like the, oh wow, awesome content. How huh? are you really going to, you know, boot, do, 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 toot your own horn like that? You're darn right I am. It's a dope show. Is there and a non-broken that, Wolverine in there? <laughs> uh, there actually is. Um, I I realized when I uh, hammered one of them, it just 
clipped like off the base. It just glanced him. So the Wolverine is non-broken. If you want a broken Wolverine, though, I can send you that. It'll Ooh. have all his bits, most of his bits. Custom um, mod. <laughs> custom, custom mod. I, I need mean, Wolverine's bits. You know? <laughs> yeah, let me get those Wolverine bits, bub. So, yeah, absolutely. I was actually really bummed when I found this one. I was like, what? It didn't break? That sucks. Like, over on the floor somewhere. Uh, sort of a segue into if you enjoy unboxing videos and if you like them to be not your average unboxing video, go ahead and check out Dial H on YouTube. Uh, we upload the podcast there. And also, every Thursday, I upload a Heroclix unboxing video, past, present, and otherwise. And I... I basically, if it's a figure I really hate or a character I really hate, I normally just give them the hammer. And then I just like to make it really fun. I like to make the more unique, fun style unboxing videos, kind of have in- interesting things going on. I like to keep them to around, you know, under 12, 10 minutes. So they're pretty quick videos as far as unboxings go. I like to keep the reactions pretty genuine. And if you also like the idea of chasing something throughout the entire series and treating it as and instead of just like random unboxing videos, like, oh, I'll just skip this one. Every week I do open up a booster of Supernova to try to chase those ultra super uber duper rare zombie chases. So uh, if you also want to see if I ever get a Supernova zombie chase, I won't spoil it here for you. But it is pretty fun opening up a set that old uh, and just seeing how everything was. And I do have one of the little checklist booklets and I'm checking off all the Supernova stuff. So hopefully by the end of it, I get a full set besides chases. And hopefully we get at least one chase. I bought 48, something like that, like 48 packs of Supernova. I think maybe more. I have just tons of Supernova to unbox. The next unboxing uh, is pretty much random every week. And I don't know when we'll do them live on Facebook. But that is it for uh, kind of spiel section before we go ahead and jump on into community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! This week's Community Tuesday's question, the Watcher has spoken, and now you can too. What hero clicks would you put on the watch list? What's banned at your local venue? What what for you, Simeon? What, is there anything banned at your local venue, and or what would you put on the watch list? I don't think there's anything like outright banned at any of our like local venues. There's a few things that are just like common knowledge not played. So like Unimind, never played um id cards and of course like old like resources and uh possessors and stuff like that anything that like is like competitive in like the absolute nature like you wouldn't play it unless it was like a competitive event is just usually not played but nothing really like outright banned um we have had to tell people like a few times to to quit bringing the same thing because it just gets, you know, old playing against the same thing, but that's slightly different. Sure. And then what I would watch list or what I would ban, man, out of the newest stuff, I think Wendigo. Like, as much as I love playing Wendigo, I think Wendigo has got to go. Like, he's he's pretty good. Like, I'm, I've brought him to two local, like, just uh, casual nights, and he always gives me such like an upper edge that it like for fi- even for 15 points I usually play him at like one of the higher dials, but for 15 points he usually ends up on his like 200 point point at like some part in the night. So he just he's too good. Yikes! Yikes! That's insane. 
I have not had the pleasure or displeasure of playing against Wendigo yet. I'm really surprised. Between all the Battle Royales and Sealed, I uh, I never pulled or played against a single Wendigo, which is really, really weird. Uh, don't, I don't want to get off too far into a tangent, but like same thing with like random characters like Avalanche and stuff. It's like, wow. There are people that are like, oh, I saw Avalanche in every Battle Royale or Wendigo in every Battle Royale. But I just realized, like, I just never played against these for whatever reason. I just never played against these figures, like Luck of the Draw. Uh, in our venue, the only figure we have banned is Felix Faust when we do Golden Age games, except for the exception uh, last week with the absolutely nuts um, uh, Everything Legal Age, which was just terrible. But he's the only Golden Age figure we have banned. And normally, even when we do Golden Age, it's normally some form of restriction, like a theme team only or, you know, figures only, something like that, you know, and even if we do make it, like, resources, feats, whatever, everything is legal, there's normally another super crazy, like, caveat, caveat, uh, whatever, stipulation to make them more balanced, like, we did, everything was legal, except for Felix Faust, Golden Age, and, but it was, like, 20-minute rounds, and it was King of the Hill, and you had to stay on the hill for a certain amount of time so even though everything was legal you still changed up the play style enough to where you weren't just playing uh whatever the most busted thing was so i thought that was really cool personally a figure i would ban uh mary marvel she should be banned everywhere even the even <laughs> if she's not good anymore she absolutely should be banned i hate her so much uh a figure that i would have said needed to be watch listed for the Regenesis event was Wolverine. I really, he was just stupid broken in that form. This is like so petty of me. Uh, the figures I would ban are just so petty. Just figures that have really inconvenienced me personally. Uh, like that, that Wolverine, I heavily dislike. If you, if you still don't get why I hate that Regenesis Wolverine, you just, you gotta play Regenesis Sealed and realize how much it sucks trying to take that thing down in, in this really heavily limited format. And, yeah, especially uh, in their, their suggested format was it wouldn't have been a problem had it not been for Wolverine and to a lesser extent Cyclops. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just I would that, say Cyclops in a way lesser extent. Yeah, like his, his stipulation for healing is is different, and his stop clicks weren't as good. I want to say yeah. the biggest problem uh, was yeah a Wolverine team could whittle you down to where it was just like you only had one character left against Wolverine. And at that point, it's always a draw or Wolverine yeah. wins. You like one character against Wolverine never wins because you either hit him to his stop click and he heals off of it next turn, or somehow you have flurry and maybe you hit him past it, but then he heals back onto it and then heals past it. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. And figures as far as I would watch list, uh, no figures, but I personally don't believe Vulture is a problem. I think. The octopus arms are, so I think uh, like a once per turn this character can use flurry instead of just always having flurry. So it literally would only change for vulture. Like that fix, I just realized how stupid that fix was. It would literally only affect vulture because he just gets to use flurry multiple times as opposed to not. Or make the uh, oc arms instead of being able to use flurry, give him still just give him giant reach, whatever, and then uh. Yeah, perplex, but you can use it twice or whatever, however they normally do it with the Dr. Octopus, something like that. Either way, uh, that may be a problem. I also not super crazy about Mjolnir, in my opinion. I think it's awesome, but I would absolutely watch list it to where only uh, like figure over 100, 150 points or as guardian keyword can pick it. It should not be equip any. Absolutely should not be equip any. 
Nah, yeah. For Mjolnir. Especially for Mjolnir. That's just ridiculous. That makes no sense. I have that problem with, like, thematically. Like, yeah, it's just, it's thematically wrong. It's really wrong. Yeah, that one uh, more so uh, than the Ock Arms, for sure. Mjolnir needs to get fixed to where it's harder to pick it up. It's, I'd be it's o- dumb. I'd be okay with them doing, like, keyword-specific equipment. So, if you want to use the Ock Arms, you either have to have, like, robot, scientist, or, you know, something that makes sense, because you have yeah. to understand the technology. Um, if you have to, like, if you want to use one of, like, the swords or spears, you have to have, like martial artist or warrior or something like that something like like you know weird little caveats like that i would like because otherwise you know i can put uh i can't put exospecs on a big tony but i sure can have him equip a infinity gauntlet so yeah, there's that like, you know for whatever reason <laughs> i can yeah, make him uh... equip an object that's twice his point value uh, jumping right into community, uh, Simi, go ahead and start us off since you have more on Facebook. All right. Citizen Peter Marshfield says, At the moment, I don't have much of anything I'd put on the watch list. I don't really see anything that is stupidly broken, at least from my area. For a while, I was banned from playing LEs at my venue because I'd make lots of teams that included them. Huh. LEs, really? That's... That's interesting. Of all of all things to ban, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, we have. So that's the worst your venue has. Then you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I would absolutely say so. Jason Levine said team bases and resources. Ooh. Yeah, I can see both of those for yeah for different reasons, but team bases can just do a lot of damage in one term, and then resources, of course, can bump up characters to crazy levels. David G. Gaffney says, I don't think anything is overpowered at this time, so I don't think anything should be on the watch list. If I had watch list anything, it would be Starro. Very soul-breaking to sit across from that thing. Mm. I, I really don't enjoy Starro. I don't think he's totally broken, though. No. Uh, especially against Vulture, because yeah. <laughs> the Starro yeah. fights. We um, had them Starro fights. And just, I mean, again, watch list doesn't necessarily mean that any changes are going to happen. It just means that they're looking into the figures closer. So it's just kind of like a community thing where they're just like putting it out there that these figures are like potentially going to be changed. But we've had watch lists before where nothing was changed on like the majority of the figures. Right on. Little Plastic Superhero said, I don't see any figures that need to be put on the watch list. Only one piece has been banned at my local venue, and that's gosh darn mother fragging Felix Faust. <laughs> Jeff Polier, protagonist, right? Vigilante. Yeah. Vigilante, Jeff Polier. I'll get it right. He yep, says, got it. Captain Marvel movie, Korath. I think the simple, simple solution would be to make his Kree supremacy trait once per turn. I haven't banned any figures at my venue. It hasn't been an issue. So Korath, of course, is only busted when in conjunction with either the Hulk or, more recently, Wendigo. Something that can attack and then make like a free attack or a attack at no cost because they've moved. And Korath gives them free move one square if they've hit somebody. Um, of course, it it's free... or. It's uh, at no cost if they have the Cree keyword or if they're adjacent. So with the Hulk combo, you had to make Hulk colossal usually, and then carry Korath. And with Wendigo, you don't have to make him bigger. He can just carry Korath already. 
So if someone's got a wounded token, Koreth just lets him keep moving and attacking that wounded token figure. Like, literally, without the existence of those two figures, Korath is, like, okay and meh at best. Like, his trade is, would be basically seen as, like, it's not really useful, is it? You know? But since those two figures exist that can make attacks once they move, that's the only reason he's busted. I could see him useful with Ronin, because Ronin's got the close combat expert, and when he hits, he can use close combat expert at no cost. Um, but your sure. opponent would have to be grouped really tightly yeah. for that to work. Or you'd have to be playing Mjolnir on him to do wielding hammers. But yeah, Korath as is. Like if you put Korath on a team without something that benefits from his movement, you've just got a 75 point piece with running shot and precision strike, and he's not great for that. Yeah, and he's just like an okay attacker at best. Yeah. Uh, Kirby Ronnie said our group usually changes things up enough, so there's no need to ban, which is a really cool answer. I, I dig that. Yeah, I think, like, self-policing, I guess is how you would say it. Like, self-policing uh, venues where it's just kind of understood, you know, you don't bring XYZ or, you know, stop bringing XYZ, I guess. Carrie uh, Sampson says, Kari, I think Sampson says, I believe so. D20 Felix Faust. A very legitimate figure to ban, I would say. Citizen, uh, is it? Yeah. Mm, is it though? Yeah. Citizen Chris Kurtz says, all colossal retaliation is banned where I play. Now, this is the wildest answer to me. Uh, is this every colossal figure that has colossal retaliation or specifically their lowest point line where they are 20, 10, whatever points? That's banned. You cannot play them at that point line. Or can they just not use the Colossal Retaliation power? That's To me, I think that's really extreme to ban all Colossal Retaliation. I think that's pretty wild. Yeah, I, I think it's understandable at a certain oh, point. Sure. Because sure. uh, colossal, colossal Spam is a very real uh, competitive aspect. Like It's something that you can, you can win with pretty easily uh, with the right teams. Uh, I mean, 2018... World's champ uh, Tyler Spees won with a bunch of Colossals. I think he only had one character that wasn't Colossal, and that was Mini Shredder. So, mm. I can understand it, but I just, I don't see it as a problem at my local venues. Um, even one or two Colossals isn't like the worst thing in the world. You just don't want to get like man-gogged in the middle of a game. Yeah, man, man, I would probably ban Mangog. To be it's like if we had a problem with people like keep bringing him every turn, it's just like, look, dude, 90% of the Golden Age teams I play with will probably just get their boats rocked if you Mangog retail me and hit like three and four, four or three. I can't remember what it is. Either way, it really sucks. I can just kill a lot of figures in one go. And yeah. Mangog's, I, I freaking hate Mangog. I think Mangog really, really sucks as a Colossal Retaliator. When I see him sitting across the board, it's like, I really can't do anything until he isn't there anymore. Like, yep. that's just the way it is, the way it feels like. Yeah, you it, have to... It's terrible. You have to, like, uh, either get people off the board with IDs, like attack, and then get them off the board, yeah. or Mangog has to be your first target, because eating seven damage to, like, half your force... <laughs> is not good. Uh, it is super duper rough. And that is the last one uh, here on Twitter. All right. Last but not least, uh, 
person who played Wales and I beat with Vulture, Jonah Fleming, says Faust. <laughs> oh, is that not a title that we're giving? Oh, up? man. <laughs> that should be a title. We that should be a title. That should absolutely be a title. No, Jonah's uh, actually a very solid player. and he's, He actually really is. I don't know if he's beaten me in a tournament yet, but he's come so close to beating me that, you know... Like, I was like, well, I'm done. And then, like, somehow I pull a win out. Yeah, right. Uh, Jonah's actually really surprisingly good. Uh, during every practice we had for 300 Modern States this year before it happened, uh, I lost every time I played against him in, in practice. I, I 100% lost against him. And then in States, I played against him twice, and I won both times. And he was so just like, oh, you got so lucky. I can't believe you lost against me both times in practice. And I'm like... I don't know what happened, man. It just clicked or whatever during states and to pull out W's. It's all it takes is for it to click. And he, But he's a really, really solid player. He's pretty awesome. Uh, but he probably brings that up like every single time we play here. <laughs> like, every Friday is like, man, I don't know. That move action with phasing on cap. And I'm like, yeah. like I, I may be minorly sort of absolutely cheated <laughs> to make one move. Uh, Anyways, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. Cheating doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> not if you do it right. It was only I think it, we we let it happen because he called in uh, a sixty point character with a whale that game, and I also just didn't notice. Like he called in Harley Quinn uh, with uh, a whale, and then like sure. a turn later, like a turn or two turns later, I was like, you couldn't do that. And it was like, ah, it's so far gone. There's like no way to reset the game state, so you just gotta let it go. Uh, moving on to Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Jedi Legend said you can outwit theme team probability control as it grants probability control. Likewise, you can outwit a named power or something from the pack, meaning uh, if, say, a trait allows invulnerability, it can be outwitted if you name that power. He's got this, like, Morgan Freeman gift. Like, yeah, you sneaky thing, you. Used. Uh, what a guy. What a guy that Morgan, Fre- Morgan Freeman. Hello, I'm Morgan. You sneaky thing, you. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not going to try to do, do my terrible impression. I have honestly, like some of, of the tips we get, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that one or sure. This one really probably has caught me the most off guard. I have never once thought about outwitting theme team probability control. Uh, power not showing on the dial really gets me with outwit. I normally think about maybe powers that pick a power people can choose, but I really forget that on a theme team, you know, maybe just outwitting a person with no action token who has the chance to theme team prob next turn, just outwit their prob. That's that's actually really clever, and I've honestly never thought of that before. I really liked this one. Yeah. It's hard to explain to people sometimes uh, that you can outwit... Like, I can target a character, and if they aren't power cosmic or protected outwit, you can outwit any power, period. Like, it doesn't matter if they have access to it, it doesn't matter if they're pick a power, it doesn't matter if it's a trait. I can just say, like... Captain America can't use toughness. And you can say, like, well, he doesn't have toughness. Like, doesn't matter. He can't use it now. And uh, so if he would get it from a different game effect or just not at all, you can do that. And that works really well if you know dials really well. Let's say let's say I know somebody's going to have Invincible coming up, and I'm going to, like, pen him for three, and then they're going to land on Invincible, and I don't have anything to get through Invincible. But, like... I want them off of that, or you know, what have you. Yeah. You can you can do that before you hit them, and then when they get to it in their dial, they still can't use it because they 
have been outwitted. So I've done that a few times where I'll outwit something further on in the dial because I know that they'll get to it at some point. Right. Whether I actually hit them to it or not. Also, <laughs> also more than average, I'll outwit something, hit that character. Like, I'll outwit their outwit, then I'll hit them off of outwit. I'm like, eh, I wasted my outwit. Huh. Right. So... <laughs> Uh, and then that wraps it up for community, except it doesn't, because Dial H has a Discord server. If you're a Patreon member of the Dial H, even at as low as $1, you are added to our new Patreon server. I personally hate Patreon, hate using it. I hate technology. I Things are so much simpler uh, when you got real-world things going on. I'm not a computer guy. I heavily dislike Discord, but everybody else loves it, so I caved, and uh, we made one. And it's all right. It's pretty cool. We have a general Community Tuesdays question, team building, and all sorts of stuff. We do also have a voice channel for Bad Samaritan. I want to start doing, like, weekly Bad Samaritan uh, uh, little fun Patreon nights where it's, like, three or so people, and then we just play Bad Samaritan. I think something like that would be really fun for Patreon, at least. And, yeah, so if you have any interest in that also as well, that is something you can go ahead and join on uh, Patreon for the Discord server. We got a question from superfan Robin Caves. Piece, they say, what is your favorite counterpiece? Meaning, someone you play, not because it helps your team, but specifically because it counters what you expect to see. What is your favorite counterpiece, Simeon? I've got a few. So, I think my favorite current one, even though I don't use him, like hardly ever, is Sheriff Strange. He makes, he's got a trait that makes a calling in, like with an ID card, it makes it a double power action instead of a single power action. So that's always nice. Uh, it means if someone's already got an action token, they can't be given two action tokens, so they just can't call it in. It slows down the pace for char- like teams that are based around ID characters and calling in stuff a lot. It really slows down X-Men unless they hit all their leadership roles, and then it doesn't. Um, <laughs> one, of my, uh. one of my older favorites is uh shaman from invincible iron man um though he like takes away flight and then you can play him with elijah stone and he makes people that can't fly have to walk in like straight paths and stuff so you can build a team around those two and just really mess with people really ruin everyone's day nice nice like that that really sucks they can only move is that a certain direction one for him as well elijah snow is they can only move in like direct paths so direct paths yeah straight sideways or diagonally those are gnarly yeah so and that's for everyone that can't use flight and shaman's the one that takes away the flight so then it's just everyone on the opposing force has everybody sucks man sucks don't it hurts don't it anyways uh, one of my favorite all-time uh, counterfigures is Copycat. I really liked Copycat uh, when she came out. Uh, the first Deadpool set was one of my all-time favorite sets. And then, of course, a special shout-out goes to one of my favorite teams of all time. Whenever I play a high-point game, especially if it's like a theme team, whatever, only, I really love playing Captain America, the Winter Soldier set, Captain America, and Black Widow. So Captain America has a cool espionage trait, which you, the opposing team, if he is part of a theme team, the opposing team does not get a modify the result of their role to establish first player. So no matter what, not even just theme team bonus modifier, anything else modifier, they do not get to uh, add anything to their first player role for initiative, which is awesome. Black Widow has espionage double agent, which is when she is part of a theme team. 
and uses probability control, you may reduce the number of times your opponent can use probability control from being a theme team. And instead, when she uses prob control as a result of being part of a theme team, she's not given an action token. So Black Widows is just crazy cool. You can burn through your opponent's theme team probs if you want. It's pretty gnarly. I, re I really like her. Although... Now, when, you, when I look back at these figures, they're a little rough uh, for their high point cost, but I still just love how much they mess with other uh, other theme teams. And then Nick Fury, also an amazing one, although Mr. Nobody is probably a better version of this, uh, but Nick Fury has the espionage, uh, putting the pieces in place. When he's part of a theme team at the beginning of the game, you may place your opponent's objects. So if you're playing against a team there where objects are critical for them to get equipped, you can just boop, bring them on over to your side of the map, which is really cool. So... I always loved, especially since Captain America and Winter Soldier, such an amazing movie and one of the, my all-time favorite hero click sets. I just absolutely loved playing these figures. It was just really fun to counter people like this. Yeah, I've played against that uh, Cap Black Widow duo, and yeah, they essentially get uh, ten theme team probs depending on how big yep. your if you have a theme team and they have one. Um, that's like the max, I guess. But, yeah, it's so disheartening to see your theme team probs go down. and like, It's pretty messed up, to yeah, be honest with it, you. Like, it's like, really, man. It really hurts. And when I was playing against it, I think I was like, he had used it like three times, and I only had two left. And I was like, I don't know why I'm not just using my own theme team probs, because yeah. they're going to be gone, so I might as well. Like, I might as well deny him that. So that's what I did, and yeah. It really hurts when she does it, too, because, like, wow, you really don't get an action token? Like, you get all of that. You can use mine, and you don't get, a, like, an action token for using them. Man, so yeah. you. It just sounds like Scarlet. someone's lying about what the figure does. It totally it totally does, because it's just it seems just that busted. It's like, nope, that's that's a text on the card. It's never errated. That's the way it is. It's, yeah. It's awesome. I played the new uh, Damon Bach, the Ferengi guy. You don't know who I'm talking about. The no Frank guy with like the little device. And no idea. he's got three special powers on his top dial. His speed, his attack, and his uh, defense. And his defense is willpower, mastermind, opposing characters within range can't use willpower. And then his attack is incapacitate, and it gives him a debt token. And they minus one to attack and defense for each debt token they have. And then his mind control is plus three range when using mind control. Can see through blocking characters and hindering when he uses it. And every time I used it, like every match, I'd be like, all right, so I'm going to do this. And like, I have this, this, and this. And they'd be like, wait, how many powers does he have? Like, what can he do? <laughs> and it just it felt so bad because it did feel like I was just making up a whole mm. list of just like, well, he can beat you because he's strong. Uh, that's funny. I like how you instant, instinctively, although we only talked about it two episodes ago, knew I had no idea who you're talking about because you're 100 percent right. I no, like even you could talk about a person who I talked about on that Star Trek episode, and I'd be like, who? What's a Star Trek? Uh, so yeah, I'm abs I'm really excited for all these upcoming sets, and that basically brings our show to a close. Looking at HC Realms here, I just realized WizKids keeps releasing stuff, and um, they don't have Star Trek WWE. Or any, like, a good majority of the Phoenix set, like, put on the realms. Like, they need to space these out a little bit. Give them some time to code the dials. Yeah, the poor guys uh, on realms. Yeah, the guys that are doing this. It's they're like, only oh, volunteers. And they might have it done. It just uh, requires the admin to actually 
approve and oh, sure. allow it. But so they might have like the dials done, but because they are, if you go to the uh, sets and spoilers or upcoming sets and spoilers, they do have all of the things, uh, all the dials up on there, just not in the units section. So it's hard to build with. Right. And that brings our show to a close. As a reminder, you can find Dial H for Hero Clicks at Facebook at facebook.com slash Dial H for Hero Clicks. Twitter is Dial H4. That is the number for Hero Clicks. And YouTube, you can go ahead and type in Dial H for Hero Clicks at YouTube.com and you'll find us. You can also go ahead and find us on Podbean, iTunes, and basically anywhere podcasts are found. We are all over the place, even places that I don't know because we just show up, which is a really cool thing about podcasts. If you want to go ahead and give a little bit of feedback, you can do that in the comment section of YouTube, message us in a Facebook or Twitter, or even go to iTunes. And if you leave a five-star review, really leave whatever review you want. You're like, you know what? It's really a four-star podcast. Let's be realistic. I would totally get that. Anything, anything's cool. I just, I really like seeing reviews. I think they're really cool. Uh, people's and and of course, if you want to send us an email, it's dialytreeerclips at gmail.com. Send me in any last words and go ahead. You can read us out of here. Yeah, just uh, make sure you wear some gloves this winter because frostbite hurts. And with that. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails.